you could be seated. Let's go to 1 Timothy. Now, we're going to teach something today, saints, and I, I, I'm telling you, if you get a real good hold of it, you're going to see what abundant living really is. Um, that's the reason I went to 1 Timothy 6 today, early, because I want to show you that money is not everything. And I know that we hear that and we say, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, go ahead on going to something else. We know that, Pastor Sweeney. But the thing is, money do rule. Even Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, he said, money is the answer to everything. <laughs> but that's not, that, that's not what he really meant. That's not what it was all about. But what I want to talk to you about this morning is to show you the general upper operation of abundant living. And Lord knows, very little will I talk about money because we know we need money and God knows if you trust God, you have some. If you trust God, you don't have to be lacking anything. So, but I believe that when we get a one-track mind on something, we leave ourselves in an area where we can't grow. So we're going to try to put this in your heart today to show you what abundant living truly is. And you might be a little, well, I don't think you'd be shocked over it, but I, I tell you, I think you'll be, appreciate this message when it's over because you'll know now that something that you could be ignoring something that God has blessed you with and you didn't take the time to give him thanks for it because you didn't think that was all that important. So let's get ready to, to hear the word of God. First Timothy chapter 6, let's read 5 through 8 first. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds okay. and destitute of the truth. Mm -hmm. Supposing that the gain is godliness. What does destitute of the truth mean? Yeah, you heard it, <laughs> but you don't believe it. Or what you do believe is what you want to make out of Scripture. You understand what I just said? Because you can make Scripture say almost anything you wanted to if you know how to twist it up well enough. But as one... Know what we're doing. He knows everything, even your thoughts from afar. Matter of fact, he knows your thoughts before you think them. So he knows what's going on. Destitute of the truth. The truth. Supposing that gain is godliness. Somebody say amen. When you look at some high-profile people today, that's all they talk about instead of talking about lost souls going to hell. They're talking about what they have, how big their house is, how fine their car is, um, how this and how that, how much money I have in the bank. And these are the things. And you check the high-profile Christians and see what they're talking about. Very few is talking about lost souls sitting in the church thinking they're going to get a million dollars and Satan is tearing a hole in their feet because the Bible said that he would. If you allow him, y'all remember in Adam and Eve? Okay, uh, God said that Satan would tear you up and you won't even know he's doing it because he presents himself as an angel of light. 
And if you are not involved in learning what God is, who he is, how he operates even, you won't be able to catch Satan. He'll blind you so blind until God knows you won't even realize what that rascal has done. Destitute of it again, brother. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. Okay. And destitute of the truth. Now what do they think? Read. Supposing that gain is godliness. Okay. From such, withdraw thyself. What did God mean by that? People that's always, that has no idea of how to win a soul, it's not even in their heart to, to show Jesus Christ everywhere. God said, don't hang around. What did he say, brother? It's withdraw thyself. Withdraw yourself from it. You know, uh, uh, I believe, I truly do believe that the way we operate in the word of God is we tell it what we want it to do. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, div uh, divide myself from my old friends. I mean, that's, they were my friends before I got saved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God told you to, to move away from it. And? Verse six, but godliness with contentment is great gain. <laughs> godliness with contentment. How many of us are content with where you are knowing that God knows where you are? You see, you may not have a big bank account or a fine car or a fine house and all of that, but can you be content that God, listen, have you exactly where he wants you? How much, listen, does God love you? Does he know where you are? Does he know what you have need of before you ask? Okay, then the only way you can be content is to be content with what you already have. And you may, okay, well, Pastor Swinney, I sure would like, everybody sure would like. It's all right to have, have nice things. Don't ever get me wrong in that. But if you haven't gotten it over the years, then something is wrong. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to back up. Look at your own life, but be content with what you have. Be content. Didn't, okay, let's say it again. Does God know where you are? Does he know what you have need of before you even ask? Well, then how can you be shook up and carrying on and belly aching just because you don't have what other people have? God said you've got to learn to be content. I like what Paul is getting ready to say more. Do that verse again, content verse. But godliness with contentment. Hold on. Is what, brother? Great gain. But what do we really, in the past, before you became illuminated, or before you came into church and heard me say this, what do we look at great gain as? What you possess, buddy. That's great gain. That's really, I can't see great gain in contentment. That's what I'm talking about right there. Okay, what are we talking about this morning? Experiencing God's abundant life. So abundant life 
Number one is what? Start with a C. Contentment. Man, let me tell you something, saints. When you don't have everything you think you should have and you can still be content, that's living. But if that is living the life that God has set up, look how people have brought about apostasy in the church, saints, because they are now doing pretty good. And God is not as important to them now as it was when they were struggling. I've seen it a thousand times, saints. You go, well, Pastor Swinney, that'll never happen to me. Let's pray that you don't, that it doesn't happen to you.